What's going on, my people? How y'all doing out there? Man, it feels so good to be back with you guys this week. This is TJ with another episode of The Soapbox. And I'm telling y'all, I'm feeling real good to be alive in America today. Man, I got some fire for you guys this afternoon. So we're going to jump into this thing and kick it for a little bit. I'm telling you guys, together we can move forward to a brighter day. And in this country and in this entire world, that's exactly what we need right now. So with no further ado, let's jump into the episode. Alright guys, so today what we're going to do is we're going to start a brand new series of episodes. And uh, today's going to kind of be like the flagship episode for this series because it's going to be more of an overview. And then everything that I talk about inside of this overview, I'm going to elaborate on individually as the weeks go by. So I don't know exactly how many weeks this is going to last, but at the end of the day, I'm going to cover all the material inside side of this overview as we move forward. So just to kind of give you a little bit of a backdrop on what's going on. So about two or three weeks ago, I gave a seminar at a college and it was basically a little bit different than what me and my partner normally talk on. But I started to dig into a subject matter that I think is really important to people on a regular basis. And it's everyday people just like you and me that are out here striving. And that's becoming a better version version of themselves. So what I did was I broke this down into individual segments and I kind of drove my points, but I had to drive them fast simply because you're only given about an hour, maybe, you know, 45 minutes to an hour just to explain pretty much a subject matter that could probably be mm, two, three, four hours long. So what I decided to do was I decided to break that entire lesson down into individual lessons. And I decided to do it inside of the podcast because I'm a firm believer that everyone wants to be better, but many people don't even understand the process. A lot of people live a very mundane, every day is the same thing life. And they say to themselves inside of their heads, how did I get to this point? And how do I get out of it? How do I change and transform from this cocoon that I've actually fallen? Falling into, into the butterfly that I need to be. So a lot of the reading and the studying that I do on a regular basis is geared towards being better, learning, progressing, growing, moving from one point to the next. But as I've noticed, there are specific steps that people bypass. Everyone screams and hollers and yells that they want change in their life, that they want to lose weight, that they want more money, that they want a better family life, that they want a better social existence. Everybody says those things, but very few people are actually doing what it takes to achieve those things. And that's where I decided that I am going to develop a lesson for that, which is where this whole becoming your best version came from. Now, let me give you a disclosure that I'm going to give you probably multiple times. Number one, I am not perfect, nor have I perfected any of the information that I am presenting to you. I have 
not arrived. I am not godly. I am not omnipotent. I am not omniscient. I am not omni-nothing. I am just someone who is learning to be better and applying these elements to my life daily. And I can speak from experience that as I began to incorporate these elements into my life, I have seen a drastic transformation. Now, some of you may think that I am going to approach you from some type of spiritual or religious angle. I assure you, while I may quote spiritual elements at some point in time, while I may quote religious elements of some point in time, by all means, this lesson plan, this continuous cycle has absolutely nothing to do with an effort to change how you think religiously or spiritually. As a matter of fact, what this effort is, is it is an effort to make you better at whatever you do. So if you are a, so if you are a Christian, if you are a Taoist, if you are a Muslim, if you are a spiritualist, if you are someone who worships nature, I don't care what you believe. These elements, these aspects will make everything about you better if you apply them. So I'm not going to continue to talk your head off about what it is that we're doing. I'm going to go ahead and jump into it. And again, as I stated before, this is the overview. So yes, there are some good nuggets inside of this, but I am going to break down each and every element deeper as we move forward. So the first thing I want to do is I want to validate the idea that we all can be better because a lot of times people feel like they're stuck where they are. I've done as much as I can. I'm not smart enough. I'm not bright enough. I don't have enough money. I was born in the wrong family. I was thrown into the wrong environment. All of these things seem to creep out into people's daily lives and they begin to feel like they are not capable of doing more than what they are doing. That is an inadequacy that you need to throw out of your mind altogether. So one thing that I like to remind people of when I speak is about my past event. Now, I don't talk a lot about my history simply because I'm not one to put things that I've done in people's faces, nor am I the type of individual to want to compare my suffering to another person. So let me make that clear. But I want people to understand that when I say you can climb out of anything, you can climb out of anything. I've done some crazy stuff in my history, but probably one of the craziest things that I've done is I joined a cult in 1995, the summer, as a matter of fact, of 1995. Now, let me say this. I wasn't born into a cult. I wasn't given to one. I joined it willingly. Okay. So understand that that was a conscious decision that I did. Yes, there was some manipulation involved. Yes, there was some charismatic uh, painting of a different picture involved, but nevertheless, it was a choice that I made. So inside of this cult, I did a lot of crazy stuff, a lot of horrible stuff. In 1998, I was kicked out of school for assault. As a matter of fact, I almost went to juvie for that because the individual that I assaulted, I assaulted extremely badly. In 99, I was kicked out again for bringing a weapon to school. Not a normal weapon, not a knife, not a 
switchblade. I took a sword to school, a sword, full size. Following those actions, following those incidents, I made a ton of horrible decisions. And I found myself in the bottom of the barrel following someone who had all kinds of ulterior motives living in Baltimore, Maryland. I was nowhere near home. I had nothing to my name at all. But I made a decision to work my way out of that situation. And with the help of someone else, I was able to escape. But my struggles didn't end there. When I returned to South Carolina, I met new emotional struggles. I met new trials, new tribulations. I worked my way through new problems. I made more bad decisions. And eventually, I got to a point where I was able to actually maintain a job, a career. And I moved from there. But there were constant steps that had to happen from that point. But the fact that I want to make clear is that no matter where you are, no matter what you are, you can climb out of it and you can become successful. I have not achieved anywhere near as much as I want to, but I have done things now that I never would have dreamed I would have been doing back when I was going through some of my roughest and tough times of my life. So what I'm saying to you now is that there is pure hope. There is definitely a brighter day for anyone that is listening to this podcast and doesn't seem to see it or doesn't believe that it's there. I promise you, if you push, if you climb, if you fight tooth and nail, you will get to the top and you will see that there's even more for you out there than what you believe. All right. But we start this whole overview off with the very first element that we need to talk about. And that is value. Because technically, you can't become better if you don't know what you are. So we have to explain the fact that people have value. But one thing that I have to make clear off the top is that nothing in life has intrinsic value. Now, what I mean by that is that value is is a created commodity. It is not something that just comes automatically. For instance, you may have a favorite car, beautiful car, whatever color is your favorite color, style, it may work perfectly for you. It may be a dream come true. The thing about the world and human beings is, is that what you may like, somebody else may not. So what you hold dear, that car, could very well mean absolutely nothing to the next person over. It might not even mean anything to somebody else that lives in your house. So that's why you have to understand that when it comes to material things, there is no intrinsic value. It's what you make of it. We think that diamonds are very, very, very expensive. We give them the value that they have. If today we decided that a different rock was going to be as special, as unique as a diamond, then diamonds wouldn't cost as much and that rock would. That's how value is given to items. But value goes even deeper than that because technically, I'm sure everyone that's listening to this podcast loves their children. Absolutely. If you have them. I'm sure everybody has a family member that they love, someone that they can think about right at this moment that has a deep, deep place in their heart. Well, the thing is, is while that person may mean the world to you, they mean absolutely nothing to someone all the way across the world that doesn't know you or know them. You see, even value in individual is not intrinsic. Sure, the vast majority of 
us acknowledge the value of life. But that acknowledgement only goes but so far. Even the most caring individuals in our society have to draw the line at some point because they're not fighting fights for humanity in areas that they're not connected to. Some of the most noble people in the world are those who step outside of their boundaries to go and speak up for inhumane acts that are happening to people all around the world. And even with that level of care, there are still individuals who die every day that they don't know. Now, I don't say that to diminish the value of life that we have as human beings, but I say that to acknowledge the fact that value is not something that's just there. Value is something that is given. It is developed. But make no mistake about it. Value can be created. The choices you make, your contribution to your environment, to your family, to your job, to your spouse, to anybody, those things create value. I would imagine that anybody that is listening to this podcast would understand if they live in a household where they're the breadwinner, then they know that they have a certain level of value to that household. When your children see you walk through the door and they want to hug you and they come and ask you questions, they are displaying the level of care that they have for the value that they have placed inside of you. You may go to somebody else's house and their children don't even acknowledge you. That's how you know that value is not something that is just simply there. It has to be earned. It has to be built. It has to be created. And your choices are what create that level of value. But one other key factor, your choices can either build your value or destroy your value. Understand, some of you have been through hell in your lives. You've been tossed. You've been bruised. You've been beaten. But the truth of the matter is, is, is that you have to acknowledge that despite all of the things that you have been through, you are still valued. You matter. Your opinion matters. Your thoughts matter. Your care matters. Everything about you matters. The only time your value begins to go down is when you begin to make choices that would take away from making you valuable. When you start acting destructive in a multitude of ways, because it's not always physical, your value lessens. When you begin to fall into the area of somebody who is untrustworthy, when you begin to fall into the area of somebody who is constantly polluting, toxic to every environment that you deal with, your value lessens more and more and more. We have to remember that value is not intrinsic, but it is enhanceable and we can build upon it. So now that leads us to the next element, choices, because we just made it clear that value is built upon the choices you make, good choices, bad choices choices, choices that build, choices that destroy. Well, what if I told you that I can simplify the entire idea of choices for you really quickly? Because despite how complex you may think a choice is, as a human being, you only make choices that fall under two categories of motivation. The first category is survival. Many of the choices that you make on a daily basis or choices that you make simply because you are trying to survive. The second category is is companionship. Many of the choices that you make throughout the day are choices that you make in order to enhance your companionship. Now, there are choices that fall into both categories. Sometimes there is a blend, but there is no choice that you make that doesn't fall under one or the other or both. Your choice of job could possibly have been survival and companionship, but definitely was survival. Your choice of a mate could have possibly been companionship and survival, but was definitely Definitely a companionship choice. Your choice to have children was definitely a combination 
as your legacy wants to survive throughout your children's lives and further companionship inside of your household. There is no choice that you make that doesn't fall under one of those two categories. So now that leads us to a question that a lot of people ask all the time. Why am I the way that I am? And again, you know, that may have been a question that you've never asked. Well, here's the kicker, and this is really where the transformation starts, because we understand that value is not intrinsic. We build that. So the value of ourselves, the value that we are, while we may be the love of somebody's life, the apple of somebody's eye, our value from that point is built off of our choices. And we understand how important choices are and that they fall in the two categories that hinge everything together. So ladies and gentlemen, the first key to change is understanding that you are the way that you are because of you. It is not because of the fact that you were born into a poor family. Because there are tons of stories out there of individuals who were born into poverty that have risen to fame, fortune, and all kinds of success. It is not because of the fact that you were born with a disability. Because there are tons of stories out there of individuals without arms, without legs, who compete in Olympics, who break world records, who do things things that doctors said that they were incapable of doing. It is not because you feel like you've been wronged, beaten, dragged down. None of that. Everything in your life is because of you. And the moment you accept that is the moment that you will be able to transform that. You see, too many times people are trying to make excuses about their condition. Oh, I got diabetes. Oh, I got high blood pressure. Oh, I done had two or three heart attacks. I can't do this. My leg won't let me do this. My back won't let me do this. Stop giving everything in your life power over you. Now, let me say this, because I'm sure at this point, there are people with a million things running through their head. What about if I was born with one leg? There is absolutely nothing you can do about that. You didn't make the choice that you were going to come out of your mother's womb with one leg. You didn't do that. What if I was born blind? What if I was born deaf? What if I was given to a family at a very early age and Every day they caged me up and beat me and did all kinds of horrible things to me. Ladies and gentlemen, every single example I just gave to you is an example of someone who has risen to success in our society. There is absolutely nothing that can stop you if you want to be better. It doesn't matter what your condition is. Because let me explain something to you. There are three things in life that you control. You control what you do, you control what you don't do, and you control how you respond to everything in your life. That's what you control. With that being said, those three things are the three things that affect who you are. Just think about this. Any point in time in my life, I could have decided that I had been through enough, seen enough, and I can't take anymore and just given in. But no, I made conscious decision after conscious decision to move forward to climb, to gain. You need to do that too. There are no excuses. Stop making excuses for why you haven't done what you know you should. Stop making excuses for why you haven't achieved what you know you should achieve. You are the reason you are what you are. If you're overweight, then you're overweight because of you. If you're underweight, then you're underweight because of you. If you feel like you don't make enough money, guess what, buddy? You made the choice to make the money you make right now, and you can make a choice to make more. You have to decide it, but you need to own it. 
Whatever you do in life, you need to own it. If you decide that you're going to be a couch potato and that you are not going to do anything other than come home every day, sit on the couch, watch TV, and eat, own it. Make it who you are and claim it. Stop making excuses that somebody else is responsible for your lack because nobody is. Now, is there poverty out there? Yes. Is there systemic racism? Yes. Are there hurdles, boundaries? Are there all kinds of things that stand in the way of progress for many different groups of people? Absolutely. And my response to that is, so what? So what? A fight is a fight, ladies and gentlemen. When you get in the ring with a person, you get in the ring with somebody who's going to fight you back. They're going to block your attack. They're going to punch. They're going to kick. And the only way that you can win this fight is you have to overcome the individual. And sometimes winning doesn't always look the same. Sometimes winning is enduring. Everything's not a knockout. And life is the exact same way. You may have been dealt the worst hand ever, but that doesn't mean that that hand has to continue to be yours. But you have to understand and accept it. You are who you are because of nobody else but you and your choices. But a lot of times people don't understand why they make the choices they do. I mean, you could be sitting there right now saying, well, okay, Terry, all right, I understand what you're saying. You're saying I create my value through the choices that I make and I need to own them because they're my choices and I am who I am because of them. But I don't understand how to start changing them. Well, another key factor that we need to focus on is your center. Because see, a lot of people don't understand that their choices are driven by what they center themselves own. If I am job centered, then most times, then most times the choices that I make are going to be centered around how my job is going to react. Is this going to make things better at my job? Am I going to be able to do certain things centered around my job? If I'm family oriented, then when I make my choices, survival or companionship, remember, they're going to be geared towards the survival and the companionship of my family. If I'm money oriented, then what I am going to do is I'm going to be focused all the time on money, on making money, on maintaining money. My decisions are all going to be based on that. So my survival is going to look like more money. My companionship is going to be with people of more money. Now, here's the dangerous one or one of the dangerous ones. If I'm self-centered, because many people are that. If I'm self-centered, then that means every choice that I make is going to be about self-preservation. That means that my survival looks like whatever makes me better, whatever makes my situation better, and I disregard everyone else. That even means the closest individuals to me. Companionship to a self-centered person is going to always look like they are the center of attention. Everything caters to them. Every situation, everything they do, all of it. So the choices that they make are going to be based off of self. And this is where people make their biggest mistakes. Because they center themselves on something that is destructive. They place their center on things that are not going to give them an overall success. Sometimes you can be centered on things that progress you forward. Sometimes you can be centered on things that pull you back. Many times, if you're someone who's passion-centered or pleasure-centered, you're making decisions that are solely based in the realm of what makes you feel good, what drug you can take to give you a high, what alcohol you can drink all the time to make you feel like you're good and drunk. You need to mind your center because what you center yourself on is going to drive your
your decision-making patterns more than anything else, and that matters. So now that we have those four elements, we're understanding value, and it's not intrinsic, but it is created. We understand that it's created by our choices. We understand that those choices are who we are, and we understand that usually those choices are driven by our center, what we have centered ourselves on. That leads me to this point. How do we become a better version of ourselves. In my studies, I have ran into something that is so profound that I carry it with me all the time. And I swear to you, it has ultimately altered every facet of my life. It is called the growth mindset. Now that terminology, you can find tons of articles, literature, books, all kinds of stuff on it. But it is a concept of continuous growth that you can apply to yourself on a regular basis that will catapult you from where you are to where you need to be. But before we can really, really dig into what the growth mindset is, we have to talk about the enemies of the growth mindset. So the first one, enemy number one, is comfort seeking. See, one of the biggest problems that we have right now is that human beings have been conditioned to seek comfort. They have been conditioned to seek ease. I have had conversation and conversation and conversation with so many different people and people have told me everything that they've wanted to achieve in life how they want to be more fit they want to lose weight they want to have a million dollars by whenever they want to do so many people have so many ambitions but the minute that we apply the work they fall apart see there is nothing wrong with having moments of enjoyment there's nothing wrong with having comfort there's nothing wrong with taking some time to rest because that is a major part of growth as well but make no mistake about it, ladies and gentlemen, you should not be looking for the easy way out of everything. Success takes work. It takes challenge. Growth takes resistance, pain, suffering. Learning takes resistance. You cannot move from where you are to where you need to be without resistance, without struggle. You can't. Your body, your mind, your soul has to be challenged to move forward. There is no challenge in stagnation. There's nothing that's pushing you if every day you do the same thing at the same level on the same rhythm pattern all the time. You will not get better. You might sustain, but you're definitely not going to get better. You can't tell me you want a better life and you're not willing to go through the trials and tribulations it takes to get a better life. That's why I stop and I used to. I stopped envying the rich. I stopped bashing people who have more than me. Just simply assuming that they got it through some type of nefarious mean. Maybe they did, but that in itself is a challenge that they have to face. The poor have problems the same way as the rich have problems. Now, I will say that those are a very different set of problems, but nevertheless, suffering is there for all. So we have to accept the fact that if we are going to grow from where we are, we have got to be willing to face the challenges that come with that growth. The next enemy, enemy number two of the growth mindset, is fear. Now, I've done about two podcasts in the past on fear. 
Let me say this, ladies and gentlemen. Fear exists. It exists in us all. But we cannot become slaves to it. We cannot become victims of its paralyzing method. We have to acknowledge it and keep moving. Now, the truth is, as human beings, there are only two real fears that you have. You have a fear of pain, and then you have a fear of the unknown. That's it. Those are the only two fears that completely engulf you every day, all day. Some people don't work out because they fear pain. You don't want to get shot by a gun because you fear the pain. You don't want to die because you fear the unknown and you fear the pain of death. I guarantee you if every human being was told exactly where they were going after they died and that when they died, they wouldn't feel a single bit of pain, no one would go through the day at all worrying about whether this was their last day or not because your two worries are gone. Now, some of you may say, well, I worry about leaving my family. Well, well, then that means that you're worrying about the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen when you're gone. Well, yeah, and I'm going to miss them. You fear pain. That missing, that emptiness, that is a pain element, an emotion that you feel. But no matter what your fears are, you have to face them and move forward. Because half the time, you're fearing things that don't even exist. You're worried about things that probably won't even happen. Think about this now. You have lived so many days on this earth. Most of the time, you've been pretty successful in existing. You've had your hiccups, you've had your ups and your downs, but the truth of the matter is, is that most times you've made it through pretty much anything that you were afraid of. If you're listening to this podcast today, clearly you've made it alive. So you have to understand that you can't let fear stop you from moving forward. There are so many people that have not started businesses because they're afraid. There are so many people who have not stepped out and changed a situation on their job because they're afraid. Afraid to fix that relationship. Afraid to run that mile. You're you're allowing fear to control how you do and what you do. And that cannot be. You can't grow if you're going to allow fear to keep you stuck in one location, afraid to move. Enemy number three is what we call accepted defeat. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the biggest mistakes that we have made, one of the largest failures that we have done is we have not taught our children how to fail. See, there are too many people out there right now who believe that failure is permanent, but it's not. Failure is temporary. Defeat is permanent. There are countless stories throughout history of individuals who have failed over and over and over again, only to wake up and fight and eventually succeed. That is how failure works. Failure should be accepted. It should be looked at as a positive because it opens the door for growth and learning. But we have done our children, we have done the world of this justice because we have instituted programs like the participation trophy that gives everyone an award simply because they showed up. And that's not life. That's not how it goes. There are winners and there are losers. And we have conditioned people to not understand that. So when they move out into the world and they see it for the first time, they automatically feel like their world is over because they're not used to losing. Failure is a part of existence. It's a part of life. It's a part of growth. I promise you the most successful individuals in the history of this world have failed more than they succeeded. If you look at any situation that you can think of, whether we go from something like the Wright brothers and flight to electricity, to open heart surgery, to landing on the moon, anything, people failed continuously until they reached the success that was necessary 
necessary, that they were striving for. You have to understand that if you are going to grow, you're going to have to try. That means that you defeat enemy number one and get yourself off the couch and do something. You defeat enemy number two and don't be afraid of what you have to do or don't let that fear simply capsulate you. And number three, when you fail, you will not allow that to be the end. You'll keep getting up. You'll keep fighting. Keep pushing until you reach success. That is how growth happens. And then the last enemy of the growth mindset is learned helplessness. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you this. Just because you had a horrible, horrible past, maybe there's somebody out there right now who hasn't achieved a single thing they've tried up until they listen to this podcast. That is not a reason for you to feel like nothing else will succeed. You cannot get into a place where you feel like you can't do any better, that there's no hope for you. As long as you live and breathe, there is hope. As long as you have the ability to push forward, then there is a forward. You cannot become a slave to your past endeavor, and you cannot take that upon yourself as if it is you. You are not a failure, but you may fail. You are not a disaster, but you may screw some stuff up. You are not a problem, but your very choices might very well cause some. You have to leave the past in the past. It is a learning experience. That is all it is for. Don't live there. It was never meant for you to hinge on what you've done before. Your life, your focus, your growth, your process needs to be geared to what's ahead of you, not what's behind you. Ladies and gentlemen, there are people that have made some horrible mistakes in their lives, and yet they did not allow that to stop them from understanding that tomorrow is a new day. You have to be that type of individual to grow. To maintain the growth mindset, you have to be an individual who is willing to have amnesia. You have no recollection about your mistakes. They came, you saw them, you learned from them, you're moving forward. And I know that that may be a struggle because there are some people that are going to try to bring your issues up to you every chance they get. Every little mistake that you've made, they're going to put it in your face. They want you to remember it. They want you to understand it. They want you to feel it because they do. But you cannot allow the energy, the negativity of other individuals that are still sour about something that you did years ago to affect you now. You can't stop a person from being upset with you about running them off the road. But you don't have to fall victim to the fact that they have labeled you a bad driver. That one instant does not equate to the entirety of everything that you've done in your life. And though there are individuals that would love for you to carry the weight of the world around on your shoulders simply because you made some bad decisions, some slip-ups, some mistakes, some failures, you can't become victim to that because you are not helpless. You are not horrible. You are not a bad person. You are not ignorant. You are not any label that anyone wants to place on you because of your past. You are who you are and you can be so much more if you focus on the future and not on the words that they have to say. Let them talk. Let them shoot their shots at you. Let them talk about you. Let them tell their friends. Let them tell their family. And you continue to live your life because the people around you will judge you based off of your action. And those that are sincere, those that are true, those that are legit will see that while there's so much poison that's thrown on your name, the true you shines through all of that. So don't feel helpless. Don't feel discouraged. So now, as we move toward the end of this overview, we have to talk about achieving the growth mindset.
good. Now, for one, you've got to remain trainable. You can never get to a point where you can't be taught. Once you become untrainable, there's nothing anybody can do for you. I remain trainable forever. I feel like I can glean information from anybody I meet, and those are things and aspects that you have to maintain. Don't be so critical of others, or yourself for that matter. Acknowledge error, but don't spend so much time focusing on what other people do or don't do. Their worlds are different than yours. Their motivations are different than yours. Their mistakes are different than yours because we're all built differently. So don't spend so much time trying to put people in a box that you assume they should be in. You have to learn how to fail. Failure is a major part of growth and it is going to be a major part of you moving from where you are to where you want to be. Now, as I wound this up, I'm going to introduce you guys to an author. His name is Sean Young. He's the executive director of the University of California Institute for Prediction Technology and the author of a profound book called Stick With It. Now, Stick With It introduces a model called science. And as we move through this overview, I am going to introduce you guys to the science model. And I am also going to elaborate on some of Mr. Young's work. But I want you guys to understand that the growth mindset is a vast, vast knowledge base. And it is something that can be very transformative for anybody who chooses to apply it. But we've got to do those four things. Stop being lazy. Do not allow your fear to control you. When you fail, when you fall, get back up and fight and never become a slave of your failure. Always remember, there is always hope. There is always tomorrow. You are not subject to what you've done in the past, but only you control what you do in the future. Well, that's all I got for you guys today. That is the overview for becoming the better version of yourself. Tune in next week as we step into that first element of value and we do a really deep dive into that. I'm really, really happy to be back with you guys. I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about everything that we've got going on. And I promise you there'll be more content, more information, all kinds of jewels and knowledge coming your way, not just from me, but from all over the place because the guests that are going to come are going to be phenomenal. I promise you. So if nothing else, I love you guys. Peace.